Welcome to Mom Guilt is BS with Jess. That's me, your host, Jess Capacia. This podcast is a place for moms to escape from the kids while indulging in some real talk about the truths of being a woman and mom. Ever find yourself overwhelmed, worn out, anxious, uncertain, or even depressed? Do you give 110% to your family and find it difficult to carve out time for yourself? Queen, I see you and feel you because I too have been there. Don't you worry though, you have come to the right place. Through my own personal journey, I hope to provide insight, inspiration, and education on how you too can start living a life fueled by what sets your soul on fire. So if you are ready, let's start straightening your crown one episode at a time to become that queen who starts living a life for you in order to have a better life for your family. Can't wait to have you join me on this journey. Let's go. Welcome back, Fierce Mamas. And to those who are just joining me for the first time, I am thrilled to have you. I am super excited for today's topic because I think anyone listening will definitely be able to relate and also take away something of value from this episode. So today we're going to discuss COVID and how we all got what I like to call bitch slapped (laughs) or another way of saying blindsided. I feel like COVID is a special kind of blindside, though, because she definitely didn't discriminate, y'all, right? (laughs) She made sure no one was left out. That's kind of crazy if we think about that. Not one human in the world was left out of her bitch slap. It's mind-blowing, right? But it also is why this topic is so powerful and why I wanted to chat about it. It's undeniable that COVID completely changed how all of us handle our lives. Not just logistically either. Obviously, everything changed with schedules and school, work, travel. All of that was pretty apparent at the very beginning. But the other thing it really did is it changed how we were mentally. We had to start really dealing with ourselves. What I mean by this, or what I joke with friends is, it's like we all got thrown into a house of mirrors which can be scary as hell. I mean, at least it was for me. But it's this mental impact where I have personally witnessed through my coaching to actually be the most detrimental. And what I'm going to focus on in this episode is a few common themes that I have seen and some of the initial steps you could take to start working through them. Obviously, you guys, there is so many things I could discuss when it comes to COVID. It's been a year and we don't have enough time for me to discuss all those. But I feel that these are kind of the bucket areas of where I think most of us can relate to or fall into. And so I just want to bring attention to them because you may be sitting there listening and think, oh my gosh, that's totally me. And then just give you some insight on how to kind of start making a move to improve in that area or get out of that area. And that's why before I dive into the content, I must announce some exciting news because everything I'm about to cover is really the foundation or the backbone of something really exciting that I have coming up. It's a coaching collaboration and it's going to be kicking off April 12th. And I want to provide this information because like I said, this episode's only going to really briefly discuss some of the common struggles with COVID. And I'm only going to give those first steps on how to change your situation. So if this is a topic you really resonate with and you want more coaching or guidance, then this group could be an option for you. So just a little bit of a background on the collab, and then I promise we'll get into the content. 
So this collab is going to be amazing. It is with my good friend Libby Carl. She is a wellness coach in North Carolina. She's also a licensed group fitness coach and a certified holistic nutritionist. Basically, she's a badass, right? She's one of those people you meet and you're like, um, how do I become like that when I grow up? (laughs) We met last year right when COVID actually started. We were both in a group called Slayer Side Hustle, which P.S. is put on by another badass, Lauren Widrick, who is a longtime good friend of mine. And if you're ever wanting to start a business, she is your woman. But anyways, Libby and I were both in that group where we were both taking this leap to start our own business. And it was through that journey that we remained friends and we would catch up on how our coaching was going. And this idea of COVID came up in discussion a few months ago and how really no one has escaped the wrath of COVID or her bitch slap. We had been hearing this common theme from our personal clients that they were either becoming aware for the first time or more aware of areas in their life that needed some work on. And I feel like That is because of the presence of COVID, which COVID has had a lot of shitty things it has brought forth and it has made our lives much more difficult. So we also realized it didn't matter the specifics of the personal journey of our clients over the past year, whether it was horrific or middle of the road or not too bad. Everyone has been affected somehow. That's when we decided to join forces and create a coaching group called Rising During COVID, a group for moms to start taking back control. We want to use this group to empower women to take on year two of COVID like a boss. It is going to be an eight-week program, and I promise you guys, the two of us will make sure you are walking into year two of COVID like a queen. So if you are interested or you know anyone who may be, I'm going to put the link to sign up in the show notes Or if you have more questions and want more details, you can always go on Instagram and go to my link and schedule a chat with me or message me. And obviously, I will be posting more details on Instagram and social media about it. All right. So let's dive into these common themes. Again, these are themes that I have personally coached clients with or have heard my friends and family talk about. The first one I want to discuss is loss of personal identity. You guys. COVID hit and it was like, boom, immediate invasion of personal space, right? And obviously this affects every individual in the household, but I think mamas already felt this way prior to COVID, you know, like the mom who's going to the restroom and the dog and all the kids are sitting outside the door, that kind of invasion of personal space prior to COVID. You add COVID onto that when we're all isolated in the house, and that became 1,000 times more apparent, and we're all on top of each other. So it creates this feeling of even more blurred lines of personal happiness or goals or wants and needs separate from your families. And again, mom's already felt this way before, so having that quadrupled could feel overwhelming. I think anybody can say at one point they felt like their walls were closing in. I know for me, it was like each day, the house seems smaller month by month. It was like, oh my gosh. So again, you're kind of feeling this loss of personal identity on a heightened awareness. Um, You also kind of lose your identity through your social interactions. So you go from this world of You know, you're going to the gym or you're meeting with friends or have a Bible study group, whatever it may be. And that's cut off, literally cut off from us. 
And for a lot of us, for this whole year, you know, we might have gotten back into some of it, but a lot of those things never came back. That plays a lot into your personal identity and who you are. And when you take that away so abruptly, that can feel devastating. All right, common theme number two, wearing too many hats, which by the way, looks good on no one, you guys. So this one is where I struggled the most. So overnight, we literally had multiple rules placed on us, right? We now have to work from home for some of us and we have to navigate the children being at home the whole time and schoolwork. And I don't know about you guys, but I personally was working evening. So I would work till 1am, get home, wake up in the morning, do schoolwork, then go back to work in the evening and was doing that over and over, which can get very exhausting. So You're feeling like all of a sudden you're juggling all of these things and then add that uncertainty on top of it and it was very overwhelming. When people do this, when there's too many things to juggle or too many hats to wear, people respond in one of two ways. Like me, you pretend you got it all handled and you just keep pushing, right? You just go and go and go. I got this. Everything's fine. Don't worry about me. I can be a teacher. I can work evenings. I got this. And then the dam breaks and the flood comes and you find yourself in the closet having an adult beverage, right? Or you're the person who is so overwhelmed, they pretty much give the middle finger to all the tasks and just stop doing everything. They're like, I'm done. I, I wave the white, white flag. I'm done. I'm over it. If I can't do it all, I'm not doing any of it. And again, it's that because of that overwhelm. But what happens is then they feel immediate guilt for not being able to do it all. And they also end up in their closet drinking an adult bev. So you guys, just having too many things to juggle is is overwhelming in itself. Put that on top of what I said before, limiting that personal space. And you see how this really was affecting us mentally at the very beginning. The third one is finding truths in the house of mirrors. You guys, the combination of nowhere to go plus isolation equals being confronted by yourself. We had way more time to think and assess our lives and it became really hard to avoid those mirrors because now we have less distractions. We were forced to slow down within an instant. And when you are a busybody like me and you are constantly distracted because you're going a thousand miles per hour and then boom, you have to be home and things look different. That can be very confronting. You have time to think. And for some of us, that reflection in the mirror was either shocking or something that we knew was always there. And now we have to kind of own it. We have to look at it and deal with it every day. It's more heightened. So it's this constant increase in self-reflection. And it can lead to this magnifying areas in your life that you may have been neglecting or let's be honest, ignoring when you're able to distract yourself. Some examples of this that I've seen in my coaching are, you know, a client who has struggled with weight for a few years. And she's told me, you know, during COVID, it was like, I couldn't deny my unhealthy eating. I couldn't deny my lack of exercise. It was becoming my everyday thought because I was home. I wasn't out and about distracting myself with other things. And I was realizing how much I really needed this to change. You know, another example would be a client of mine said communication with her husband. She always knew she was sort of a bad communicator 
But during COVID, it became a very big problem area because they had to communicate because they were home 24-7. There, there was no way around it anymore. And so she realized that was something she personally had to work on and change for her family to thrive during this time. And other things may be heightened anxiety. You may have thought you had mild anxiety and then this kind of increased it. Or, you know, heightened loneliness or depression because you're a person that loves to socialize. So many things could happen because we are literally surrounded by a house of mirrors. We had to look in, deal with all the other things I just mentioned. So needless to say, COVID is no joke. She gave a good old bitch slap. And before I dive into the steps that I would recommend taking, if you can relate to any of these, I want to say this first, and I want to be very clear. I want everybody listening to understand this. I don't care if you were the woman who gave the middle finger to all the tasks and then ended up drinking in your closet, or the woman who tried to be a super mom doing it all, got burnt out, and also found herself drinking in the closet, or hell. I don't even care if you're listening right now and you're like, my last year with COVID wasn't that bad. It was all right. Because it doesn't matter, you guys. Whatever your journey was, you did exactly what you had to do to survive. And that is amazing. Period. But on the flip side, we are coming up on year two. Actually, we're here. We're in year two. And now is where if you're still finding yourself struggling in any of the areas I just mentioned, You can decide to take control and make some changes and rise up and take your life back. So let's dive into the steps. So for the first one, you lost all your damn personal space. Everybody's on top of you. And again, that can become very daunting. So my biggest advice or step to take would be create intentional me time into your day. If you're one of my clients, you know I say this a thousand times. You must intentionally schedule time each and every day for yourself. There is no other way. You guys, we're all human beings. We all need a mental and physical break from our loved ones, especially during a time where we're always together. It's even more important. So that means create a space. I don't care. Own a room in your house. Do whatever it takes. Now you can get outside a little bit, go for a walk, go to a store, walk around there. I don't care. I don't care if it's a half hour, hour, two hours, the more time, great. Separate yourself to have a moment to do whatever the hell you want, to mentally decompress. That way you can come back and you feel better. You feel revived. That is the biggest takeaway from that one. You have to intentionally create your space. All right, number two. Wearing too many hats, which again, like I said, looks good on no one. I think as moms, we automatically feel this need to take everything on. And again, it could be this expectation or the societal pressure that we must do it all because we're the mother. I'm going to tell you right now, absolutely not. You can't do it all because then you end up, like I said before, in the closet drinking an adult beverage. I know this from personal experience. So either way, either if you're the person that put up the middle finger to all the tasks or you're the person like me who put their head down and just kept pushing, saying everything was fine, you could handle it, you both ended up in the closet. So it doesn't work. We've established that. So what do you do? You sit down 
with your husband or your kids or your other family members and you divide up tasks, all right? I literally do this with my husband each week. Who's going to do this task? Who's going to do that task? You know, and we pick like somebody's going to run this child to soccer. Somebody's going to do this or I'm going to do homework for this day or whatever it may be. You divide up the task. Then there's other things that like just naturally come about. So for instance, I do not like to cook. I hate cooking. Chad likes to cook. And I don't even care. You guys, I don't like to cook. Nobody's going to make me feel guilty about that. It's just not my jam. So I don't do it. But I do the cleaning and he cooks or I do some laundry or he does laundry one night. The point is there's other family members that can help you out. So if you need to make a board, like a schedule of who's going to do what each day of every week, do that. And I think a lot of times women don't ask for help because they feel the guilt that they should be doing it all. I was at fault for this. I would feel guilty because I didn't take my kids to soccer practice. Why? You know, it's just, we have to get out of that mindset that it must be us who does it all. You have a family to help you. You have kids. If you have more kids, awesome. Go have them do more tasks. I should have had more children. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyways. All right. So divide up your tasks. Next one. Last one. Finding truths in the house of mirrors. This one is difficult because this can look different for everybody, right? But you need to identify what keeps playing on the loop in your head that you know deep down needs work on and start making steps towards changing it. So it's that one thing that when you look in the mirror, you try to avoid. That thing is what you have to change. It's the one piece that you know, if you change it, things will look better. We got to stop denying the truth of who we are. It doesn't have to be perfect, but we can, we can work on ourselves. My personal big takeaway from COVID is this. Now is the time to own yourself. And if COVID hasn't convinced you right now that anything can happen, then Queen, I don't know what will. Truly, I say let's take this as a blessing that we all gain this time for self-reflection in our freaking house of mirrors. Let's all use this to become a little more badass and make our life and our family's lives that much better, right? Through any tragic event or any hardship comes greatness if you are willing to do the work. And if you want something bad enough, then you will do it. I always say that to people. If you really care about the weight change, then you will do what it takes. If you really care that you don't like how you react to a certain situation or you are a bad communicator, you will make the change. But you have to admit it to yourself first and be aware of the problem. And, you know, sometimes I think it's better to ask for help and get support. Transformation is way easier when you have accountability. And this could be your husband, friend, coach, personal trainer, whatever. Doesn't matter. The point is, own yourself. If you need support, get support and then do that thing. And This journey through COVID over the past year for me as well has been something that none of us could have predicted and none of us know what the next year looks like this coming year. But what I wanted to create for this episode was the realization through everything I just listed, even through all of that, we can take something from each one of those and and get better, become better. And so 
that's why I think, or why I'm so inspired to do this collaboration coaching program in April is why not take it on and say, yeah, that was shitty. Like that year was, you know, one of my tougher years, but what did it teach me and how can I make it so impactful for this year? And I just want you guys to feel like no matter how you dealt with COVID, now we have the chance to recreate who we want to be and how much stronger we want to come out of this. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope there's something that resonated with you all. And if there is, let me know. Subscribe so other people can enjoy this podcast. Message me or take a picture of you listening to the episode. Hope you guys are all having a wonderful day. Chat soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Mom Guilt is BS with Jess podcast. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review. It only takes a few minutes and it helps other badass queens like yourself find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can find me on Instagram at JessCapacia. Or if you want to learn more about my coaching programs, head over to www.momguiltisbs.com. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope this episode helped further straighten that crown, queen.